In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the blessed month of Saud, and today the Gospel is about the sinful woman from Luke chapter 7. And in the Coptic Church, we love the story of this sinful woman because we pray this Gospel every night in the second watch of the midnight hour. And as I mentioned to you in the previous weeks, the theme of this Coptic month is the love of God for mankind. And in this gospel today, we see God's immense love for sinners, his acceptance, his forgiveness for sinners. And this gospel testifies that this woman was not just an ordinary sinner. Actually, she was a great sinner. She was a big sinner. The gospel starts off saying, Behold, there was a woman in the city who was a sinner. And later in the gospel, Jesus even says about this woman, he says about this woman, Therefore I say to you, say to you, her sins, which are many, her sins, which are many. So she was a great sinner, but she was forgiven today. The great sinners in the gospel are the people who sin publicly. And that's why the gospel last week should have been the gospel of Zacchaeus, but we were celebrating the Feast of the Cross. But the, the tax collectors, they sinned publicly. The, the prostitute, she was a, a sinful woman, and she sinned in open. So she was great sins, openly. But what we learn from the gospel today is that Jesus forgives sin, no matter how great the sin is. Today I would like to discuss with you how we are just like this sinful woman and how we can receive the forgiveness of our sins. And today I was inspired by the parable that the Lord said. He said, therefore, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay or which, which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one to whom he forgave more. In the language of the gospel, our debts are a reference to our sins. Our debt, debts in the gospel is a reference to our sins. That's why in the Lord's Prayer, we pray, remit us, like if you read the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, it says, and remit us our debts. As we also remit those of our debtors. In Luke 11 it says, pardon our sins, for we ourselves are pardoning everyone who is owing us. So this idea of sin is like a debt. is like a payment against, it needs someone to pay this debt. And so the idea is that our sins are like debt to a creditor. And each person today should evaluate their life and determine how much debt they're in. How much debt are you in today? According to the parable, the Lord likened the sinful woman to a person who had 500 denarii worth of debt. A denarii was one day's wage. So this was 500 days wage of debt. And there was another one who had 50. But there was some debt. Then the Lord said something very nice. He said when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. This reminded me of the process of bankruptcy. You guys know about bankruptcy? I was learning about bankruptcy this week, and Michelle thought I was like, we were in financial trouble, but we're, we're okay. But I was thinking about the concept of bankruptcy, spiritual bankruptcy. 
In order to be forgiven, you need to claim spiritual bankruptcy. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. For those who are unfamiliar with the business term bankruptcy, individuals or organizations can file bankruptcy when essentially they owe more than they can pay. When they owe more than they can pay and they don't have a foreseeable way to pay off their debt. And so they can file for bankruptcy and bankruptcy allows them, an individual, an organization, a way to settle their debt. And under circumstances, it can provide an individual or an organization a brand new start. I'm not saying go and if you have debt, go consult a tax uh, professional. But it could be an idea to have a new start to file for bankruptcy. But in the gospel of today, we see that the sinful woman, she filed for spiritual bankruptcy and she was given forgiveness for her for her debt. So today I want to learn how we can file for spiritual bankruptcy. And everyone here has to file for spiritual bankruptcy. Everyone. The first step in filing for spiritual bankruptcy is to feel the burden of our debt, to feel the burden of our debt. Simon the Pharisee in the gospel today did not feel the burden of his debt. Actually, he didn't see anything wrong with the way he was living. He didn't feel he needed to change. He felt self-righteous. He's a Pharisee, a learned person of the law. And so he didn't feel a debt. And in Luke 18, the Lord speaks about these self-righteous people, the people who think they don't need to change. The Lord said two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you, I am not like other men. God, I'm so thankful I'm not like other men. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even this tax collector, all these other people that are in this church. I'm so glad I'm not like them. I fast twice a week. I give my tithe and all that I possess. Sounds like this person is mistaken. Sounds like this person who prayed this prayer thinks God is indebted to him. And not that he is actually indebted to God. So actually, this guy doesn't need to file bankruptcy. No, he's not. he thinks he's rich. He thinks he's rich, but actually he's very mistaken. Because then the Lord said there was a publican, a tax collector. He said the tax collector standing afar would not so much raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said, I tell you that this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. The Pharisee did not feel the burden of his sins and the worst part thought he was righteous. In the business sense, it would be like like a company, like let's say I started a company, I invested a million dollars and after many years and exhausting all my efforts, I like made $200,000 worth of revenue and I'm so happy that I made $200,000 worth of revenue. And I'm so proud of myself. But actually, I'm still huge debt. And this is not a viable company. This is what these Pharisees, they did some good deeds, they did some great things, but actually huge debt in their, in their portfolio that they need to address. That's why we need to file for spiritual bankruptcy. In Luke 17, 
It speaks about an obedient servant. An obedient servant who does what the master says. And the Lord says, what should that obedient servant say? He says that the obedient servant should say, we are... We are unprofitable. We are unprofitable servants. We have done what our duty was to do. Even the gospel is teaching us we're unprofitable. <laughs> we're bankrupt. That's why actually in the Egbeya, there's a line in the, in the... It says we are exceedingly... It says on the screen humbled, but the actual word should be we are exceedingly poor. We are exceedingly poor. We are bankrupt. That's why when we come to the church, we say we are poor. We are bankrupt. We need forgiveness. We will not feel the burden of our sin if we are self-righteous, if we are not filled with the love of God. If we are not filled with the love of God, then we will be bankrupt, like completely bankrupt. That's why St. Paul, in his famous epistle to the Corinthians, he said, Though I speak with tongues of men, though... But I have not love, I have become sounding brass or clanging cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. I'm so knowledgeable about church. I know the Bible. I know all these things. I know everything. This, this. And though I have all faith that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me. It profits me nothing. You're bankrupt. Without love, you are bankrupt. Everything not done in love profits nothing. There is no profit in this type of service. And actually, the debt is actually still mounting. You think you're offering service without love? Then no, it's not service. And your debt is still mounting. The second step in filing for spiritual bankruptcy is actually the one that's the most awkward. If someone owes a lot of money to someone, to file for bankruptcy, you have to meet your creditor. If I have a thousand dollar debt on my credit card, I have to go and meet Visa, have a nice tea, cup of tea with them, and I'll pay for it. But you have to have a nice... And to settle the, the debt... You have to have the meeting with the creditor to settle the debt. The sinful woman today, she went and met the creditor. And this is such a daunting task. You know, it's embarrassing. It's a little shameful. It's a little shameful. And it's a little shameful even that, like, you know, if you're owning a business and you file for bankruptcy, it's embarrassing. I had this great idea that, like, is going to sell the best burgers in the world, but nobody likes my burgers. So I have to file for bankruptcy. It's very sad. And dreams go away. It's so sad. And it's embarrassing and shameful. But actually, to file bankruptcy, you have to meet the creditor. You have to acknowledge this shame. You have to show up in front of the creditor and to admit the mistake. And hopefully your creditor is generous and will dissolve. The sinful woman today, she went and met the creditor. She had all the reasons to avoid this meeting. All the reasons. It's not my house. I don't know anyone at this place. It's at the Pharisee's house. I'm a sinful woman. What am I doing at the Pharisee's house? He's eating dinner. Maybe I'll wait till after they're having done with dinner and then I can go interrupt. 
No, but she went. She felt the debt that she had and said, I need to settle this debt now. I'm thinking she heard the words of Jesus before, maybe preaching in the synagogues, and she saw the, like, like the door open in front of her and said, oh, I need to take this opportunity to have my debts signed off. I have too much debt. Let me go take this. So she went to the creditor and so awkward and just stood behind Jesus and crying and tears and everyone's just kind of like, what is going on here? But she got her, she got her debt settled. She received the forgiveness of sin. This is one thing I hope we are not ashamed to come to the church. Don't be like this. Be courageous. Be bold. Like this sinful woman who just went to Jesus in the midst of everything and said, I have debt. I need to settle this debt. St. John Chrysostom, he says something very nice. He says, do not be ashamed to enter again into the church. Be ashamed when you sin. Do not be ashamed when you repent. Pay attention to what the devil did to you. Because often the devil wants to make you, he like, doesn't make you feel ashamed when you sin. When you sin, you're like, oh, this is fine. But then after, when you want to repent, then you start to feel ashamed. St. John Chrysostom says, the devil's tricking you. Should be the opposite way. You should feel ashamed when you sin, and you should feel, ah, release of debt when you come to the church to repent. The other thing that I like about this meeting the creditor and what's so nice about the creditor Jesus Christ is he's not like worldly creditors worldly creditors if someone owed 500 denarii maybe they would settle for 50 I don't know 100 but they would make someone like if someone owed me $500 I wouldn't just say you're completely forgiven the Lord Jesus Christ such the best creditor ever said, you're forgiven. And for, like, completely forgave the debt. No matter if it was 500, no matter if it was 50, no matter, it doesn't matter what sin is done, the debt has been paid. The debt has been paid. In St. Paul, he says in Colossians 2.14, he said, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Look how beautiful the Lord is, taking our debt and nailing it to the cross. The second step in filing for spiritual bankruptcy is to meet with the creditor. The third step for filing spiritual bankruptcy is to make a payment. Make a payment? Well, no, you just said, I, just finished, I thought it was a free gift. It is. It is a free gift. And in a spiritual sense, your payment is not a payment, actually. Because as I mentioned, the Lord has paid for your sins already. It has been paid for. So what do I mean by make a payment? By making a payment, I'm saying make an offering to the Lord. Make an offering to the Lord. What are the things that you could offer to the Lord? In the gospel today, I see three things that the sinful woman offered to the Lord. Do you see anything? She offered... Tears. She offered tears to the Lord. And that's why in the Egbeya, in our book of hours, when we read this story every night, we say, Give me, O Lord, many fountains of tears as you gave in the past the sinful woman. Make me worthy 
to wash your feet, which liberated me from the path of straying. Offer tears to the, the best offering that you could offer to the Lord for your death is tears, the tears of repentance. That's why the church fathers say only the tears of repentance are able to cleanse the soul. The second thing that she offered that is so marvelous, and ladies, this is something amazing, is that she offered her her hair. She offered her hair. She offered her... This is someone that used to offer her body to others for sin. Now she is offering her body to the Lord and putting the hair to the feet of the Lord, putting her head at the feet of the Lord. She offered herself. That's why St. Paul in Romans 12, he says, Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. In another translation, it says, Offer yourselves. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated in His service to pleasing Him. This is the true worship that you should offer. You should offer yourself as a living sacrifice. The third thing that she offered is... this. What about this alabaster flask of fragrant oil? This was probably the most precious thing that she had. Her material possession. She offered her material possession. And she offered it to the Lord. And what was interesting to me is compare and contrast this sinful woman and how giving she was with... Who else was at this party? Simon, the Pharisee. And what did the Lord say about Simon, the Pharisee? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. You gave me no kiss. But this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not... Simon, you did not, because you are a greedy person, Simon, you did not anoint my head with fragrant oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. When you come to the church, you are not coming to a show. This isn't the Circus Olay over here. You are coming to offer something. What are you offering? You should be offering your tears. You should be offering your body. You should be offering your material possession. You should be offering your prayers on behalf of everyone sitting in this church. You should be offering. And if you offer just a little bit, anything, the Lord accepts the offering and will give you forgiveness of sins. All of us, we need to file for spiritual bankruptcy. We are bankrupt, dear Lord. We want to be debt-free. We come with all our debts. We say, Lord, take away our debts. How can we file for bankruptcy? Let's recall our debt. Let's not be foolish. Like Simon and say, well, we're self-righteous. No, we need to think of our debt. We're all in big debt. Some 500, some 50, some set, well, yeah, whatever. We all have debt. 
Then we have to meet the creditor. You've come, you've already done it, you're here. We're going to take communion here shortly. We need to go to confession, repentance. Go meet the creditor so you can, he can give you forgiveness. And we need to offer something. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen.